I didn't look at you. That was my that problem. Was the, yeah, we, we there were so many sense. problems. Hello, welcome back to Adventure, adventure Hive, where <laughs> every episode's an, an adventure. adventure. I don't know what personality you had, but I couldn't match her very well. I don't know. Um. Welcome <laughs> to the childhood trauma episode, but like in a funny way. Yay! And like horrible things that we've grown from enough that now it's like, ha! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hers definitely revolve around a, uh, a character. Mm-hmm. A character character. Mine's definitely actual real trauma. Okay. Well, um, mine is... But I have... Yeah. I have come to terms... I'll put it that way. Come yes. to terms with it. Mine are things that should not have traumatized me that did. Perfect mixture. It really likes just the stupidest things that should not have now, stuck with me. I've written down all the stories that I have to tell before we even... Uh, before I give you any context, I want Aaliyah to read them aloud just you get a flavor of the these are things that traumatized me ready wheat thins cinderella kumquats pomegranate mercedes benz's food on fork bag of strings that one i know bag of strings hussy and hooker zipper these sound like like song titles to a really bad. Uh, this is my EP. album. Um, wouldn't say gorgeous. Tomato, tomato, tomato. I love you. Falling on the steps. Left alone babysitting. Mrs. Clark slash with what? <laughs> and those are the things that have traumatized me. I'm very me to interested. Here are mine. Here you read mine. Can I? Is it legible? Can I? Okay. Well. <laughs> Lost in the store. Yelled at in the American Girl doll store. <laughs> wrong cart. Kid in wrong car. <gasps> what? <laughs> Naked in changing room. Um. You'll you'll understand. Okay. You'll understand. Okay. You'll understand. I'm sure. Absolutely sure. So, where should we? St- who? Where do we start? How do we explain this? Where do we? How do we breach this subject? How do we dip our toes now, into listen, this pool of trauma? This is and emerge unscathed. Yes, it is definitely traumatic. Um, but told in the right light, it's funny. <laughs> um, with right editing, anything can be hilarious. Yes, with all the sounds that you're gonna be hearing, ha, <laughs> I've grown. So I guess I'll just pr- I'll just I'll just I- I've never I've never truly come out to say it to the public. <laughs> She's coming out. Very yeah. No. Very few <laughs> people in my life even know it. I had a narcissistic mm. manipulative mm. abusive mm. just yucky yucky grandmother yucky yucky who um mentally emotionally abused me until uh the day she died when i was 15 i'm 23 so it's taken you know about eight years to come to terms with it being okay i have a grandma story oh good 
Um, it very much, very, very, very heavily um, affected my self-esteem because um, I'm trying to put this in like a funny way, but like she taught me that I had no worth and that no one would ever love me and that I would never be pretty and that I was just, I was completely worthless and ugly and that is what she drilled into my impressionable, moldable young child brain. Um, the last maybe year and a half, I've learned that I do have self-worth and I am pretty and people love me. Yes. So now, um, I just laugh and feel bad for her for the fact that she was so insecure she had to bully a 10-year-old, um, to feel better about herself. And that's funny. (laughs) And that's comedy. (sighs) So that's my, (laughs) I promise it'll be funny, like. We're going to make it. Even if it's not, it's going to be. Do you want me to just go into one? I would love for you to just dive right in. Some of these are more traumatizing in my brain than others, and some of them are just, like, weird rules that she had. I'll start with wheat thins. Um, When you go to your grandparents' house, which was rare because my mom was wise to her and did not let me be alone with her yes ever unless it was emergency good um the few times i was had to be there alone like if i was hungry and i got up the nerve to ask for food they have a whole fridge they have so many things i was allowed to have wheat thins we would go into the crack she i was not allowed to get them she would go into the cracker drawer where they had little tupperwares of every kind of cracker and i was only allowed to have the wheat thins they have a fridge full of food they have a pantry now if i go ask my grandpa and grandma's not around he took me to his oreo stash that she didn't know about and i just got double stuffed oreos but uh grandma thought i was fat so i only could eat wheat thins i'm gonna become traumatized (laughs) just from hearing and now i don't eat wheat thins well because they were forced on me i can understand that Not like you're missing much, I mean, anyways. that wasn't traumatic, but it's just the um, weird, like, rules that she has. Let's pause right here. That wasn't traumatic? To be forced wheat thins? I mean, there's been worse. That does not sound traumatic. It's literally crackers, but it's just weird. It is traumatic to go to your grandparents' house and only be allowed to <laughs> intake a snack that is for old people. <laughs> Okay. It's for thin people. Knowing full well that there are better snacks there. And I know where when they are. When I was at my grandparents' house, I had multicolored marshmallows that were stored under the sink. See, this is going to be cans interesting. of peaches. Because they were my only set of grandparents growing up, so I don't know what grandparents are supposed to be okay, like. Okay, well, so. grandparents are like, what do you want to eat? Yeah. And you're like, a rainbow. And they're like, here's a rainbow. Yeah. So I just want to, I'm going to be the voice of reason because you're going to keep saying, well, it's not really trauma. I'm traumatized hearing that. (laughs) I'm traumatized. Okay. Continue. Um, Cinderella. So. This is a good one. This is a good one. I was the kid, still am the person who pretty much only liked movies that targeted young boys. Shrek, Mm -hmm. Cars, Mm -hmm. like mostly Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) She... Now, I imagine most grandparents have a lot of, like, kids' toys at their houses. Like, I've been to other grandparents' houses that they just keep it full of toys. Absolutely. Um, She bought me, without asking, Cinderella 2. That is what I had to watch when we went over there every Saturday. Um, She never bought anything else, and I was not allowed to take it home with me. It lived at her... It was Grandma's movie, and she made it very clear it was not mine. It was her copy, and I was allowed to watch it on Saturdays. Now, of course, I brought my own movies and played them there. But I remember, like, saying, well, I really love, like, Shrek. And she's like, well, you have Cinderella, too. 
I can recite that movie from beginning to end. Every Saturday, I was forced to watch Cinderella 2, and I hated it. I, I hated it! And I hated it! I don't like princesses. I never watched any... Pr- I think that might be the only princess movie I ever watched growing up was Cinderella. Because, you know, that's the movie she was willing to buy and have in her house. Oh, I'm remembering so much more now. Please, please write it down. I will. Um, in comparison, a normal relationship with your grandparents might consist of them having a rack of movies specifically targeted to children. Yeah. From which you can pick as many as you would like. In addition to having many kids channels that you could also watch. So. The end. Thank you. This is like a therapy session for me. Really? And you're like, this is going to be. I'm I'm validating your trauma because it's real. <laughs> you're like, you're so mentally sound right now because you're going to be my therapist. Like, okay. Um, one time, one of the very, very, very few times I was alone with her was when my dad was in the hospital and. So I'm like six, seven, younger, six or seven, I guess. So, and they have a king size bed. So you sleep in their bed because they're your grandparents. And I'm used to going to bed at like seven or eight. She kept me up for a show that started at nine. That was basically Survivor, but for kids. And like the kids had to like compete for food. And like, this was like the Hunger Games. That show got canceled after one season. Yeah. So she stayed (laughs) up, made me watch it because she knew, because my mom had told her before they left, like, do not let her, like, don't watch the show tonight if Hannah's going to be in the room. Grandma took that, made me sit down. I was exhausted on the couch, watched the full episode with her. And then, of course, I told my mom and my mom was pissed. She was like, I specifically said not to let her see that. The part two of that was I slept in their bed that night. And I wake up alone, just with grandpa, and I go out, and grandma's on the couch, and I was like, what happened? She's like, you're just too hot. You're like a little furnace, and you you roasted me out of my room. I had to sleep on the couch. I hope you're happy. Like, you're just too hot. And for years, I heard about how my my furnace was too good, because it was like my father, like a man. I had a man's furnace, and I drove her from her bedroom onto the couch in her own home. That was the same night. That was just one story. I don't even have a... I don't have anything to compare. Like I know it's you just it's you, mental. You go to bed with your and you wake up in the morning. Like in comparison, mm-hmm. either I literally slept in the same bed with my grandmother, or she had beds for us to sleep in outside of her room. Oh, they had two guest rooms and that I wasn't allowed we in. We woke up in the morning yeah. and she made us breakfast and we watched cartoons. No, I. Uh, yep. No. Oh, it made me laugh. Sorry you have good internal heating. Sorry. Apologies. Apologies I have a heating like a man at six years old. Um, One time she, uh, my little cousins were coming and she was sick then. And she, (laughs) she in full seriousness told my aunt, or maybe it was my mom. I don't know. She's like, I I need you to warn the girls that I'm I'm not, I'm not well. I'm not going to be able to be the grandma that bakes cookies with them while they're here. What the fuck? It's like, grandma... You've never done you ain't, any. You ain't you never baked cookies. Never. Oh my word, hypocrite. Um, let's just pick another good one. One time, again, my dad was in the hospital, so they had to babysit me. I was young. Um. Oh, side note, she used to smoke with me in the car. Uh, anyway. They were babysitting me, and we lived on the same road, and it was right behind the hospital, and she had a doctor's appointment, so they just left me there. 
at the house. Like, they were babysitting. She's like, I'll be back. We'll, we'll, they both left. We'll be back in, like, 45 minutes. So I was just, they turned all the lights off. They locked all the doors. I was alone in the house for 45 minutes. And this was right after. Like a dog. (laughs) I was me and the dog. It was me and the dog there. This was right after she had shown me, you know, egg slicers with the wires. Yeah. Like an old fashioned copper egg slicer that she just left on the table. And I thought it was fascinating. She just, she's like, here's, here's a medieval slicing device. Be back in 45. Put your hand in it. Don't turn any lights on while we're gone. Don't waste any electricity. So that's the time I had to babysit myself as a child. Um, I don't think I, I, no, my grandmother never left me alone in the house. That no, didn't happen. No. That's not a thing. Can I tell my grandma story? Yes, please. Now here's this. I only have one because narcissists are very good at very. only revealing themselves to usually family. Mm-hmm. Um, Everyone else thinks they're great. Yeah. And I never had a high opinion of her. She always scared me. Yeah. She was too plastic, too fake. And I think you pick up the, on those things as a kid anyways, like, more than adults do. Yeah. Um, but I just remember one time going over to Hannah's house when she lived in Maddox, and um, her grandmother didn't know I was there. My mom had just dropped me off. I was sleeping over, and I just remember her being in the bathroom that was, like, right by the entrance and going, Amy, I can't get these contacts in my eyes, and, like, oh, complaining and being so upset about it. And then she walks out, and she's like, oh, hi, dear, and, like, so friendly, and I'm like, she... Wow, that made me, like, emotional because I know what you mean. She had really rosy cheeks, unfortunately. Not rosy, but, like, big yeah. cheeks. I inherited them, so I see her when I smile. Yeah. But she had this way of, like, puffing her cheeks with this fake squinty-eyed smile yeah. when she was trying to be nice. And, and that I was it. See it. And I was in shock because she had literally just been yelling oh, she, at your mom she was two seconds before about contacts. And it drilled into my brain. Yes. I remember vividly. I remember what she was wearing. She was wearing, like, some sort of, like pink and white like she had like a white oh, it was always pink she always yep. had pink on and yep. i i was like oh i have I'm hours go hannah in my head her <laughs> screen because we'd go over every saturday and my parents would like play a card game or something with them and i would you would just hear god damn it bruce and he would be like shut up diane and they would just scream at each other and I, that's just what I remember. I'm just turning up Cinderella 2 as loud as I can. Like, trying to count it out. Arguably the worst Cinderella movie. Uh, the third one's freaking weird, too. Yeah. Well, Anyways, that, um, that was... that's my only grandma memory. Yeah. No, she she knew how to turn on the charm. Yeah, that was the only time I think I was ever really around her. We, we... My parents specifically did not let her around any. Yeah. kids if they yeah. could she would like she'd go through a stack of papers to find dirt on you she used to take me aside and ask me personal questions about my parents so that she could use the info against them and i i realized that at like seven and i stopped telling her things but like i wasn't allowed to be alone with her that's so weird um i gotta go faster yeah let's see when i was nine i had to get glasses um because i'm blind you know yeah and she told me she was also blind. that i would never find love if i had glasses because men hate them and she grandpa like his opening line when they met was the fact that he noticed she had contact lenses on because they were new then and like you could see them and she told me something i will never forget which is guys don't make passes at girls who wear glasses but girls who wear contact lenses get mercedes benzes because grandpa had a mercedes back then so i was told that glasses made me ugly and if i wanted a man i had to get contacts which were scary at nine I do have to say that's a good rhyme. It is horrible premise. Great. Oh, she was. She a had poet. bars. She was a poet. She had bars. Yeah. Um. Also, that it, women in glasses 
I look better in glasses I, than I do I look in like a toad. I look like... Uh, so beady eyes. I look... Glasses. No, I, glasses make me feel like I'm a, a person. Yes. They're per, part of my personality. I gotta start going quicker here. Let's see. I had a phase where my favorite color was orange, and she refused to buy me anything orange because she didn't want to be embarrassed in front of the checkout people that she would buy the color orange. And one year, she finally caved, and I had my cousins there, and she bought a pink, a purple, and an orange gift bag to give us things in. And I'm so thrilled that she finally bought me orange, and she tells me, I hope you know how embarrassed I was to buy that for you. So that's another... I just so couldn't live sorry, Yeah, sorry. Yes, they're judging sorry you. Sorry you had to buy an orange thing. They definitely knew it was for a girl. Not that that matters. What if she had a grandson? Yeah. Like, uh, anyway, anyway. It wouldn't... Um, kumquats. This one's short. She just, she roasted me one day because I didn't, I had never seen a kumquat because I'm like seven. And <laughs> she she Roast. was having kumquats and apparently she just handed me a kumquat and I expected me to know how to eat it. And then she was like, no, that's not how you eat it. Come, And I was like, I've never had one. She's like, yeah, well, you know, your parents don't really have, like, a taste for, like, the nicer, like, finer your things. Your parents so. can't afford kumquats. <laughs> no. <laughs> and she just, she made me feel like I was a peasant girl for not knowing what a kumquat was. <laughs> and it just, I just, it's just so her. You know, this is the woman that boiled chicken and fed the dog by hand three times a day. So, you know, this is this lady. Yeah. You remember the pomegranate one, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, I, I, I feel like I need to go fast. I did this on the Put a Finger Down episode. Maybe someone will remember. Yeah. Hope you haven't listened to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Please don't go back and listen to it. Um, I was at their house for like, not even that long. Like, just for lunch because we were moving in down the street and my parents were working on the house down the street. <laughs> And she was giving me words a day because she used to give my mom and my aunt words a day. And I had never seen a pomegranate before. Again, a classier fruit, not an apple or an orange. So she was helping me remember it. And they had a Pomeranian. And she was like, here's how you're going to remember pomegranate. It's the first half of uh, Mackenzie's, you know, breed name, Pama. And we were having stone steps installed at our new house. And she goes, I'm six, mind you. The second half of the word is what your parents are pretending their front steps are made out of. Just... And growing up, I was just, I, I just sit there and think, I'm like, who was that dig for? I was the only one there. You're, where's your granite steps, Grandma? You have a blue wooden front porch. Where's your granite steps? Yeah. I don't know who that dig was for. Just herself. Just, just to know just that to she could. Feel, but she just, yeah. just to put us Winning down tally, in our fake granite front steps. Yeah. Her quota of horrible things. <laughs> say to people um let's see i was a fat kid i'm not gonna lie about it i was <laughs> i sure could for for my height I was. I was obese as a child um and she told me that all the time and made me feel it all the time but when i ate with her if like i was chewing or just listening to conversation or doing anything but eating and i'm just holding my fork she'd take my hand with a fork in it stab a bunch of food on it and then put it towards my mouth for like force feeding me food at the dinner table constantly just force feeding me food to make me bigger so that she could tell me that i'm fat and unlovable and she turned it into a game and she was like let's have a contest let's see like who can get more green beans on their fork and that's like a tactic parents use to like make your kids want to eat vegetables but i'm competitive so she'd be like let's see you know who can get more on their fork and of course i'd win and there there you know it i'm stuffed fattened me up like a like a christmas pig you know i'm horrified 
Yeah. My grandmother literally, like, this is, this is the only food stories I have with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Like, she knew that I wouldn't eat the actual cake, so she always kept a, like, tub of frosting for me in the fridge. Oh. And she would supply cans of peaches, because that's all I ate was peaches. So she oh. had cans of peaches. She didn't eat peaches. Oh. And I would always have a can of peaches that's when so I That's so wholesome. I know. Or is that normal? That's wholesome. That's normal. Oh, well. It's, well a little that's well. what you should expect from a grandparent. Okay. I think. I don't know. I just had really good grandparents, so I feel like we're on two different ends of the spectrum here. Yeah. Um, I'm getting down there on stories, I okay. promise. I got my weird ones. Yes. Let's see. Um, one time we just went in. We were stopping by with my parents. You know, we're neighbors. And I have my winter coat on, and I'm chunky, and I'm in my awkward phase, and I'm like 10 or 11. I'm older now. She walks up to me, unzips my coat, peeks in, goes, oh. Zips my coat back up and walks away, and that was my only interaction with her. It the she checked to see what I was wearing, just the disappointment. She went, oh, like she wanted to puke. So insecure. Like it, my brain is being taught that like you're gross, you're disgusting. My whole life. So that was a nice one. Um, <laughs> that was great. Just a quick li- like to her that was 15 seconds out of her life. To me, that is one of my core memories as a cu- child. It's a core memory. Um, very related. One day I chose not to go over on Saturday. I stayed home. I'm getting old enough that I can. So I'm going to guess I'm like 11 or 12. I'm at the age where I, as a girl, I want to start being pretty and I want to start taking time with my hair and clothes and stuff. So after they played their game, they called and said, we'll pick you up in five minutes. Um, we're going to go out to dinner. And grandma was like, you know, so you have about five minutes. Try to look gorgeous for me because gorgeous was her standard of living. If it wasn't gorgeous, it wasn't worth it. So I went to all this effort and I was so excited and I was going to look gorgeous for grandma and I finally could please her and I was so happy and blah, blah, blah. And then I get in the car in the back seat. I'm behind the driver. She's in the passenger seat. She turns around. She, oh, her face. I can't even describe it. But she goes, well, I wouldn't say gorgeous. And then turns forward again. And when I say that the wind went out of my sails, I tried so hard. Looked at me up now and I wouldn't say gorgeous. Like she was going to puke. I have... uh, You wonder why I have self-esteem issues. (laughs) It's like I don't even know what, like, what do you say to that? I, oh, I was speechless. I did not enjoy the rest of my dinner, I'll tell you that. Shocker. Uh, Let's see, okay, um, the bag of strings. Okay, so most grandparents have toys at their house, right? I had two things to play with on Saturday. One was a box of costume jewelry that she no longer wore never would again i was allowed to play with it but i was not allowed to have it or take any of it home i could only play with it there but she was done with it you know so i just i played with her costume jewelry the other now until i told Leah a few years ago (laughs) i had no idea that this was traumatizing it was one of the only fond memories i had of grandma's house she I had a bag of strings <laughs> that I was allowed to play with. <laughs> See, now it sounds ridiculous, but I loved my bag of strings. It was like having that a teddy bear. That's like the bar. There's no bar. There's no bar. <laughs> the bar is obliterated. <laughs> the bar is a bag of strings. A bag of different, some of it was yarn, ribbon, and I would just, I would tie it to things or to myself and have like a fashion show or I'd put it on the dog or tie it, just, I tied it on things. I just tied strings places on me or on that, chairs do and you it was my hear comf- how sad that sounds it was my comfort item it was my toy at grandma's again not allowed to take it home i literally my grandmother had so many toys like it depended on what house she was at but like 
for example, the house in Newport or when they lived in the trailer for the first time, there was a bin behind the couch, a bin and stacks and stacks of toys that we were allowed to bring home and bring back the next oh time we gosh. visited. So many toys. I had a empty bread bag of strings. No. And that was my no. toy. And that was my fond memory until I told you when you were like, Hannah, that's traumatizing. <laughs> sorry, sorry to ruin your only good memory. <laughs> like I can't let that go on. Oh. I, I can't I can't have you giving your children a bag of strings on their birthday so excited to see their reaction. I love those like, strings because um. it took my attention away from Cinderella too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I only have a few left. Um, okay, well, when my mom, when my parents told my mom's parents that she was pregnant, my grandfather went, you know, oh, honey, that's wonderful, like anyone does. And so, you know, mom, we're pregnant. And she goes, with what? So I was already, like, pond scum in her mind. <laughs> and then she joked, like, I want her to call me Mrs. Clark. And I'd always known, like, my mama told me that she joked about that. And then we're at, like, a Christmas, like, ball one year. And I'm getting drinks with her. And she found another, like, old lady that she knows. She's like, oh, is this your granddaughter? You know, like, thinking that's an exciting thing. She's like, yeah. And I don't know how it came up. But she was like, well, I told her parents to have her call me Mrs. Clark. But that didn't exactly work. So. This other woman must have been, like. I, 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 what do you say that? What do you say that? <laughs> And I'm just like, okay. Cool. I mean, that's the night that my grandfather, who's old, had me, like, stand on his feet and slow dance. Like, this is the contrast. Yeah. In fact, he bought me a Christmas present one year. It's the only thing he ever bought me. And it's something I would have wanted, not something Grandma would have wanted. And she whispers to me on Christmas, she's like, you can just throw that out if you want to. And I'm like, Grandma, this is the only thing I've ever liked from you guys. This is the only thing I actually want. Yeah. I only have four left, if you'd believe it. <laughs> I only have four left, you know, the ones that stand out in yes. my mind. Um, one night, she it was winter, and they were leaving our house, and Grandpa had a bag of, like, leftovers in one hand, and he was holding her other hand, and he slipped on our stone steps, not the granite, <laughs> and fell, like, down on his butt, and the bag went flying somehow he didn't pull her down he like let go of her hand she comes back in sobbing and sitting on the bench in the entryway sobbing and oh oh and we're just uh, my dad's out there like rescuing grandpa mom and i are like it's like are you hurt she and she's sobbing and the first thing she goes is the, the food went flying is my dish broken is is the dish okay i can't believe he dropped my dish and like we're still peeling grandpa like shoveling him off food. <laughs> and she's worried about the leftovers she's sobbing over the leftovers that flew into the snow grandpa's literally on the ground bleeding she was worried about the leftovers (laughs) (laughs) that's why i get my dramatic flair well you definitely do have that if you got anything from her oh three more she had congestive heart failure for years we watched her die for like five years um Fun fact, my aunt and I, who were her main rest victims. Rest in turmoil. Turmoil. Term- I hope you rest in turmoil and eternal suffering. I hope this email finds you on your last legs. Just <laughs> I hope you have no legs. Continue. Anyway, my aunt and I were her main victims. And I, I, <laughs> after her funeral, we uh, we kind of like threw a party. How you do. We threw a party. We went, we just, she gave me wine. I was underage. We threw a party because uh. we were so happy. Um, 
anyway, she had heart failure, and she was going out to Cle- Cleveland Clinic and to see about heart surgery, and she was, like, sure that she would not come home. Like, 100% positive she would die out there. She never ended up having the surgery. So mom's pushing her around in the airport, right? And grandma apparently says, oh, I forgot to tell Hannah I love her last night. She's never told me she loves me more. <laughs> she was going out there to die in her mind. Yeah, and at the airport bathroom the next day, she's like, oh, shoot. Never in her life told Hannah I love her. Oh, tell her for Bummer. me, will you? Can you pass that along? Yeah. And so that was, that was my Do me solid. <laughs> tell my do me a solid? Tell my granddaughter that I love her. <laughs> my first grandchild. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, the last two are doozies. I don't know. I'm okay. So her deathbed, right? Deathbed confessions. We go to visit her two days before she dies. She tells me, she doesn't ask, that I'm going to come back with nail polish remover and redo her nails because they look atrocious. And I'm just like, okay, sure. Yes, I would love to sign up to do your nails. Whatever. I'm 15, by the way, when she dies. She asks a nurse. She knows she's on hospice. She knows. Like, she knows. Mm -hmm. You'd think you'd, like, turn around. You're like, you know, but she asks a nurse for some tomato juice the nurse is so sweet i'm sure she has dealt with her all day and i'm so sorry to this woman <laughs> so sorry, sorry to this man. Man. <laughs> <laughs> she comes in with a, a cup of tomato juice with like saran wrap on top and a straw so it stays in place so like grandma can drink it lying down like she went the extra mile and she hand feeds her this juice and she's like here's your tomato juice and grandma spits the straw out and goes it's tomato and then takes the straw again and I asked my mom later, Grandma had never in her life said the word tomato. tomato. She just wanted to be right about something. She just wanted to be on top for a second. Like, this woman is waiting on you. You can no longer, like, go to the bathroom. And she spits the straw and goes, it's tomato. If I see this woman in heaven, I'm going to have a formal complaint. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have a formal complaint mm-hmm. filed. Someone screwed up the paperwork. <sighs> the last one. This is the only time we had an actual family blowout. Well, there were two, but it's the same principle. Um, again, I was a boy girl. I know this one. <laughs> Probably. Okay. I did not want to be princesses for Halloween. I, so one year I went as a witch. Like horrible, dark, yeah. grody, black everything wig i was i looked like the grim reaper and i was loving it mm-hmm. so we stop at their house for candy because it's on our road and she takes me into the bathroom and i'm with my friend justin who's also something boyish and manly like i'm having a time yeah. and, your best and i'm like oh, okay grandma wants to take me aside that's never a fun story she takes me into her bathroom gets the reddest of red lipsticks that she has puts it on my lips against my will i don't want like i'm not asking her like grandma can i borrow makeup that'll be so fun like no i'm done I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Puts bright red lipstick on this gross witch, stands back and goes, well, you look like a hussy, but fine, and sends me back out into the living room. You, you put it on her. <laughs> you, you did that. <laughs> You're the one who perpetrated you really did that. that. You, you really do really be doing that. that. Yeah. That was just her, like, her hand. She was just like, oh, well, there's, she put lipstick on a pig, essentially, and was like, well, it's as good as it's going to get. <laughs> And then I freaking asked you, Grandma. The last, the last straw. Uh, I had my first pair of big dangly earrings, like my first pair of like adult, thing, like not from Claire's. Yeah. Now they're not big, 
but no. for a 12 year old like it's a big deal you know yeah and she sees them one day and she just goes oh are those your hooker hooker earrings i'm 12 are those your hooker earrings and when my dad found that out he called her and chewed her at you dare call my daughter a hooker until you apologize we're not coming over you're not gonna hear from us and grandma later said like you i was scared to death i thought peter was gonna do something i got he scared me i've never been spoken to like that like my dad went off you call my 12 year old a hooker so then i you know for a long time i'm just like well I, I have to become a nun because if I dress how I want, I'm... I'm a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> the hooker life chose me, says grandma. Wow. Um, that was a lot to take in. And that, that was, was a lot to digest. That's it. And they're funny now, but at the time, whoo, self-esteem <sighs> said no. My... I went through a trip there. I know. I... Yikes, that was long. I sat in stunned silence. Um, I'm I don't so sorry I for how much I talked. I to get to my... Oh, go for it. I just have... Like, in comparison... This is the going to be the comedy section of the episode because this is totally not traumatic at all. Please, we need to. Okay. What's well, what's comedic is that it did traumatize you, you know? Yes, this I I have a sensitive constitution. Um, I am <laughs> constitution. Listen, I'm very sensitive to many things. Um, an actual traumatic event could happen to me, and I am less likely to get traumatized. But these things did stick with me and will stick for me, with me forever. So first of all, um, the okay, time I talk got less fast. You're getting too. You're getting too. You know. The time I got lost in the grocery store, it was Hannaford. Um, and at the time, and this is just a strange bit of tiddly bit. I'm going to use this. I'm going to use it. your deodorant real Love quick. that for you. Um, the manager of Hannaford was Mitch's dad from the Nazarene Church. Mitch's. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. So my mom knew him. Like, they, they knew I each other. I forgot about anyway. Mitch. I know. I forgot he existed. Okay. What is he doing now? Do you no think we idea. could find him? I have no. We need to find him. Mitch, if you're out there from Nazarene Church, <laughs> please contact us. The number <laughs> below. Um, anyways, so uh, me and Emma, like, often, our mom would tell us, like, okay, this was Go pre- get this and yeah, I'll this blank. Yeah, this was pre-cell phone time, so we yeah. always met yeah. at the meat section. We meet at the meat section. That's oh, So she had you. us go off That's and cute. get something. Um, and we took a little bit longer because we weren't sure, like, what exactly we needed to get. So we went back to the meat section. My mom wasn't there. And I was like, we should wait. I was like, no, we'll go find her. So we never, go to find no, her. never go find her. And if this is like a 15-minute ordeal, I'm starting to panic. Right. Okay, because, well. Mom's gone. Yeah. So we're pr- just missing each other perfectly. <gasps> of course. And there's a point where we're over in the frozen section. Just me and Emma, like, where is she? And I'm, like, on the verge of tears. I was like, we're fine. We'll find her. And oh. then over the loudspeaker, it's like, attention shoppers. Oh, no. This, this is, um, there's two missing children in the <laughs> store. Don't say it like that. Yeah. And then he, like, gave our names. And I was mortified so anyone that sees two kids two girls together is gonna know like could you please come to the front and bring them to the front or whatever people started looking at us and so we just freaking booked it to the front did no one ask like no one no no and my mom she was out there with the manager Hmm. and she she was like mad she was she wasn't like mad mad but she was like panicked she was worried yeah yeah. and i was just like crying i was like first of all i'm horribly embarrassed second of all i thought i was dead um and that has always traumatized me um forever so there was it was a long time before we went off by ourselves again oh yeah yeah. (laughs) fun Uh, my second one is i had the privilege and the honor of going to the American Girl doll store in New York. Oh, that is a privilege and an honor. And it was one of my 
favorite memories. I had a wonderful time. Um, I think I went twice technically, but there was one time in particular I went with my mom and my dad and Emma. It was during Christmas time in New York, and um, you know, it's it, the American Girl Lost store is a safe place to walk on your own. There's security everywhere. It's, it's a store. made for young girls. Yes. So <laughs> I was on my own and I was trying to find something that I wanted to buy. Yeah. And of course, as you do, I bought a wheelchair for my dog because her leg was falling off. Um, I remember that. Yeah. But there was a point where I could not find my parents. And, and there's like, there's, there's different levels to the American Girl Wall store. There's a lot of different levels. It's a skyscraper. Yeah. It's New York Literally. City, baby. Anyways, um, and there was like displays of like past American Girl dolls, and they have the little history, and they're in like little bubbles. Right, right. And I was trying to find my dad, so I was looking. I was trying to find anyone, honestly. So I was, I going level, 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 and I, I was riding down the down escalator, and I was turning around. I saw my dad. And I yelled at him, and he didn't see me. So I start trying to walk up the down Don't elevator. Know. And there's oh, this, anxiety. And there's this fat security guard man standing in the elevator who yells at me is like you can't go up the down escalator why do you hire a fat male and security like, guard in the american I'm journal like, I'm trying to find my dad you're not my dad <laughs> you're not my dad so i'm like crying because and he felt bad yeah um and i think he helped me find my dad after that but he like yelled at me i'm like no i'm not just having fun you can see the panic in my eyes i'm, just, I'm alone first of all first of all <laughs> completely alone i'm like six or seven like, i don't know what the frick i'm doing don't don't be an angry fat male security guard and work at american girl doll you have yeah. to have some compassion yeah no so that was traumatizing for me that was another time of me getting lost do you remember um i think i know more about american girl dolls than you do genius do you remember that vine the horse girl. Yes. 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 Oh my word. That was me though. You do genius. I think I, I think I know more about American girl yeah. than you do You'll genius. never listen to any American girl studies. Genius. I was part of the, I was, I was an American girl, girl all the way. Um, me too, man. Then there was just the casual, like, was that you? That was me. me. It was both of us? I hope to get out by four. Nice. Also great pick. <laughs> this was Paige. <laughs> Paige will be out by four. By four. Okay. Yeah. We got time. Don't answer a text now. Why? Because we're recording. Oh. And you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot? I, with the power of editing, <laughs> anything can happen. I answered anyways. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just text. So this was something that happened a lot mm -hmm. in my childhood. Like, grocery store shopping is just a very bold memory for me okay i don't know we must have gone a lot yeah when i was homeschooled it was the only time we got really out we went we went grocery shopping a lot wow because we also like ate fresh fruits and vegetables so you had to do it. anyways mm -hmm. the amount of times i would get on the wrong person's cart get on it because i always rode on the end of the cart oh that's but embarrassing. i remember a specific memory from walmart where my mom was talking to this couple like this old couple from church or something and i hopped on the end of their cart and everyone just kind of like stopped talking and i like didn't notice and, and it was it was extremely uncomfortable oh. and very awkward and again i wanted to cry my ear and keep swelling out because there's no backing well wait anyways so that was a fun thing um this one is a uh, kid in the wrong car this wasn't even my fault but i was sitting outside of dance lessons after they were over and waiting for my mom to get back in the van and this kid opens the van door and gets in the van <gasps> and sits down and buckles up and we're just looking at each other because You're one of us van? is in the wrong van i was in the right van they were in the wrong van and i'm like what do i say to this kid who just got into my car 
they don't question that you're just in their mom's van. Like, no, they were looking at me like I wasn't supposed to be there, but I know they're not supposed to be right? there. Right? So oh. then their parent, like their mom, walked up and was like, oh my God, the car was in our car. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know what to say. I don't want to like, <laughs> I just didn't say anything. I just kind of stared. So that was fun. Um, now this is something. Now th- this isn't even, this is just traumatizing okay. as a young person. And I know you can relate to this. The Y changing room. Yes, a lot of naked bodies in there. The amount of naked old old women, women walking around that you see starting conversations. Now, I don't sitting know sitting on the benches, butt cheeks, <laughs> everything is just. Now I don't know what a men's changing room is like. I hear the same. I hear about the same. But I don't want to see a naked grandma. I don't. Yeah, my gra- grandma should equal wholesome. They don't even try to cover up. They just they walk will, around. They will look you in the eye yeah, they and will, have a conversation. They will strip their clothes down, then walk and go to the bathroom, and then come back to their locker butt naked. Yeah. Wash their hands butt naked. I've walked by people in the showers at the Y that just didn't close the curtain. There is no modesty <laughs> in the Y. <laughs> <laughs> there is no modesty in the wine. There isn't. And I just, it's plastered. Just wrinkly butts are plastered. And boobs and just things. This is so wild because two nights ago, I had an intrusive memory of a childhood friend of mine, a girl. We were too old, but we showered together in the Y, fully nude, too old. Pre-teens, probably. Could be 13 years old. We just showered together in the Y. And I remembered that the other day, and I was like, why did we do that? (laughs) I was like, could we not be apart for 10 minutes? Well, I guess, I mean, I guess if it wasn't weird to you at the time, then it wasn't weird. It wasn't weird. No. That's like one of those things where it's only weird when it's weird to you. It's, yeah, it wasn't weird at the time, but I look back, I'm like, weren't we too old? (laughs) Weren't we, like, a little too old? Is there anyone, no, that's weird. No, ask me, please. Is there anyone that you know that you would, like, shower with? Yeah. Just platonically <laughs> yeah who well you for one you've seen me naked true. a million times true. true like a million yeah i you know what it's weird and it's because of the personality i'd shower with Paige. oh Paige has the, Paige does have modesty the day like, after i met Paige, i saw her naked yeah so and that's just because she's she's comfortable yeah. i would shower with Paige. oh me too and yo 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 i'm sorry my brain is dead from the trauma that was spilled into it i literally have nothing left to give or offer and it is far too early in the day <laughs> so i need to get coffee there was one but wait you said something that i would remember or was that was the, the y one, one? that's to, the why because yes. we went to the y to work out together yes oh so many naked bodies now oh Oh. It's also traumatizing the amount of memories we have with the serial killer just doing things, like the time we went to the maze. Oh, yeah, I was really and Christmas to a serial tea. killer. Yeah. She left us in a really crappy corn maze for a long time. A long time. Long time. Could have driven away. I'm she, surprised she didn't. Maybe. Maybe they didn't come back. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, talk about... The next episode will be, we were gaslit by a serial killer. And Both I wish that was, like, clickbait, but that's yeah. real. No, it's totally 100% true. Totally. Total. Oh. Oh. Totally. Totally Tools, man. Totally Tubular. Do you remember Totally Tools? Anyway, we should wrap it up. Oh. It's been a weird, long... It's very long. It's one of those episodes that's not extremely funny, and no. it's not extremely serious, no. but it's real, and it but should be talked about. Let's be real. If you have 
If you have an event in your childhood that you think is traumatic, it is traumatic. It does not need to be justified by someone else. Yes. So you don't need to seek validation in your trauma. If it was traumatic to you, then it was traumatic. Yes. If 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 you're feeling belittled about your memories, mm-hmm. just know that there's someone in the world like me who if I let myself stop and think about it, the wheat thins were not traumatizing. But it was on the list of memories that stood out when I wrote down my traumatizing moments mm-hmm. of childhood. And these these things are just things that happen to people. And they traumatize me in their ways. Right. <laughs> it's just what happens. Sometimes and you see a naked grandma and you can't stop thinking about sometimes it. Sometimes it lives with you forever and haunts you. <laughs> and in this case, it did. Anyways, thank you so much for coming to... The Hive. The Hive. Welcome to The Hive. Welcome to The Hive, baby. Check us out on Instagram. <laughs> Check uh, us out in the description Adventure below. underscore Hive for sneak peeks and promos. Yes. Um, anyways, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you later. Uh, love you. Bye! Love you. Bye. <laughs>